0: Welcome to Aliyah Yomi. We are going to be learning today via Yakel Shleshi, the third Aliyah in Pasha's Vayakel. The topic of our Aliyah is the artisans, and it's 13 psokim, running from Perek Lamed Hei, Lamed, to Perek Lamed Vov, Pasuk Zion. Basic overview of our and then we'll jump to some points to ponder. We hear that Moshe Rabbeinu now tells Israel, Now that you collected all this money, I am now appointing Hashem, called out by name, Betzalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, from the tribe of Yehuda. Hashem has filled him with all this spirit of Wisdom and understanding how to do all this this work and to put mach chashov mach shavos to have intent that's a reflection on the laws of Shabbos that Shabbos needs to have meleches mach shavos intent as opposed, um, as opposed to just doing an action, and he knows how the artisanship of. Um, carving stones and to to and to teach as well he has alongside him ah the son of Achisamach from the tribe of don he also is filled with all these abilities and weaving in addition as well so they we, we now hear how they 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 put out teams all the individuals who are like this and they are now given the um, management of these teams to be able to take all the um, the donations that they're receiving, that Israel are bringing um, to, to them in, in these mornings. And uh, we hear that they start, the process begins, and the the donations are accumulating in such a way that The, the, the program is finishing because It was enough, there was even excess, and Moshe was uh, had to tell everybody to stop um, at this point in time. First uh, fund, building a fundraiser in history that had to stop because it reached its funds. Now, um, a few basic points to ponder is, number one is what do the names Bezalel and Ahaliyav mean? Is there a relevance to them and their positions? The answer is yes. The Kleakra says that comes from the notion of Kel, in the in the shadow of God. So he understands certain divine metaphysical secrets. Aliyav comes from the word Ahal Am'av, the tent made for our Father, our Father in Heaven. So both of them, their names reflected their mission in life, which is what they were doing in their architecture. Not just physical, but metaphysical architecture that they were putting into the intent of the very creation of the Mishkan, and reflecting the notion that on Shabbos we stop from creative, intentional activity. If we do an activity by mistake, we have not transgressed Shabbos, although there is still a Korban khatas. Now, why are the tribes of Yehuda and Dan, the ones who are the ones yielding or producing these men? Rashi explains that Dan was the lowest of the tribes, and to show there's a meritocracy, that from the highest to the lowest. In fact, I would s- even suggest that you see that the tribe that traveled first is Yehuda, the tribe that traveled last is Dan. And uh, the, here's the Ma'asef and Machanos, and in a certain sense, what that's saying is the leaders are from the entire spectrum. The Kleiachar takes it one more step further, and he says that if you look at the names Yehuda and the name Dan, um, those names are um, also in- indicative of the Shem HaVaya, Hashem's name of mercy, which is his um, ultimate name, and then the name Dan of Din, of justice. That's mercy and justice, the two elements with which HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. If you look at Boratius, it's Hashem Elohim, the, the two names together through most of the creation at least in the one version of it, and that is an indication of the combination of mercy and justice necessary to create this world, which is why the Mishkan was created in the same way with these two tribes, Yehuda and Dan as well. Now, why could they not contribute more? Why was it that they didn't want to just say, well, we'll keep the extras in the coffers and we'll use this for the fund of management and upkeep? Why why would they stop telling them to do this? So it's interesting. If we go back to the sin of the golden calf, which many of them understand that the Mishkan is here to atone for, as we looked at in the last week's parasha, the Kuzari has a very profound observation, and it is that Rav Yehudah Alevi he explains that really it inten- the, the intention behind the, the the Egil was very much well-intended. They wanted to have a place, a divining agent that would enca- that would capture the experience of Sinai, knowing that the experience of Sinai was just so overpowering and incredible, there would be no way to be able to translate it into regular life. So they said, let's make a place where we can meet Hashem, we'll use gold, we'll create an image which is on the throne of God and be able to have a communion with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And in fact, they were correct in the sense that that's exactly what Hashem commanded, was to create a mishkan. There is something to this. However... It is worthwhile that they were mis- okay, misguided in the sense that they disobeyed the, what Hashem says, which is don't try to replicate what you saw in heaven. Don't try to make these images. So, in a certain sense, what was the, the intention that the was was correct? The kavana hayah the intent was well intended, but the maasim the actions were not well done, and that's because this is not what the way Hashem wanted it. Hashem said, this is not the way to reach Me. Do not try to create images, and in fact, it did devolve into other worship within short order so that being the case if you think about the Mishkan being a corrective strategy to that then that's why it is we'll see uh, God willing when we get to Pashas Pekure why there's so much emphasis on precision as Moshe as God commanded the Moshe to command the people and that's very specifically it and that's also why there is also a cap on how much they could give as well. The notion is is that it's not about what you want to create, but what I want you to create for me. Meaning we're going to create this Mishkan not like the egel Azov. It's not going to be a whole chaos, a chaotic crowd coming forward and shoving their gold into the fire because they want to do something even as well-intended as it is. No, 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 no. It's going to be in the way that HaKadosh Baruch says it very precisely, and there's a very precise cap. That's why it's emphasized over here. Now, the Orachim HaKadosh does point out that there is a contradiction in the last uh, words or the last line of Aralia, which is that it was Dayam, the malacha was enough, and it was Hoser, and it was, and, and it was more. And so how do, you, how do you consolidate those two terms? The Orachim HaKadosh says that people really did give more. There was such a, uh, and people really wanted to give so much, and the, the nice was that it, all of their work, all, like you could imagine, thousands, tens of thousands of people wishing and wanting to be part of the Melech of Michigan, bringing whatever they could find in their tents, whether they were rich or whether they were poor or in the middle, and, in, and you can imagine, like, when they close the tables, that will be the time when then some of the people, you know, that the, the fellow who was just bringing the only, you know, the bronze ring he has in his household, and he wanted that to be part of the Melech HaMishkan, Mishkan. Even the extras were able to be part of the Dayam, was part of what it was, what, of the creation of the Mishkan, even though there was a little bit extra. It was all consolidated and used in the Mishkan as all, which is a very powerful ex- expression of the medieval slave of the generosity of heart of the nation of Israel. With those who conclude in the Third Aliyah, in the meantime, have a wonderful, meaningful day.